0: Welcome to La Mezcla Latina, where we discuss all things music, culture, career, and lifestyle regarding the Latinx community. I'm your host, Dominica, and I can't wait to chat in this week's episode. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn more about La Mezcla Más Rica. Welcome back to another episode today. I'm with my cousin Kathy. She's going to introduce herself, but I thought it was a great way to start off because she's home for the holidays. And you know, for when this episode comes out, Christmas is going to be right around the corner. So, Kathy, introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. My
1: name is Katherine Carrera. I am 23 years old and I am currently living
0: in Boston, but I'm home for the holidays to visit the fam and I'm so excited to be here. So, I think it's interesting about what's interesting about Kathy is that she isn't following like um, non traditional routes. Like, she wants to go into the health field and that's what she's doing. So, I kind of want her to talk more about that because it's kind of cool to see that. Minorities are breaking the space in the health med field, so do you want to talk about what you're studying? Yeah.
1: So originally, I wanted to go, um, I got my bachelor's degree in neurobiology and physiology, And with that, I was going to do med school. However, it is very, very expensive and a lot of time. And I also recently got married, but we're going to get into that later. So then I found this non-traditional way um, to become a nurse practitioner and also get my doctorate, um, where I basically become a nurse in one year. And then I stay in school for two and a half more years and I get my doctorate degree um, in pediatrics. So that's what I'm doing. And I'm currently, I just finished my second semester out of like 10, so very exciting. Ah! <laughs> it's very difficult, but um, it's just very interesting because I know um, a lot of Latinos, they can't, coming from their background, depending on what where you're from and just what your background is, it's very hard to get into that track and even go after, even first place, get an undergrad degree, but then continuing on to get a grad degree and even a doctorate, so... I don't know, it's kind of really fun and like really awesome. And I thank God every day that I get to do this and follow my dreams. To oh my God,
0: that. of course. I think it's kind of interesting because you and I always talk about how, um, you know, unless you kind of are born here you have like family that has a lot of networks you don't really know what the opportunities are out there so talk about that whole like looking and researching on your own I'm because I know it took forever to find out that there was even this program yeah and where they offer it and like applying and everything oh my gosh yeah so <clears throat> it's really funny I was talking to my parents about this the other day
1: I'm like where did I get the science genes from and they're like I don't know it wasn't me because they're all like yeah <laughs> stuff. but um anyways I love science and I really knew that I wanted to work with kids, but I also didn't want to just, um, I wanted to be my own person. And I didn't want to get basically with a PA, you have to work under a doctor's degree. But mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to work on my own and not work under someone else. So that's what an NP does. And I love that. Um, right. But from that, it was just very interesting finding that program since it is a non traditional route. I think I spent like several months just like, honestly, first place even finding that tradition or that route um, and then I found seven programs that does it yeah wow. and only like seven in the whole US which is so interesting and they're hard to get into but you know that's why you need a lot of like um, hours and just working with other doctors yeah. as well and then when you do apply it's not impossible you just have to really find the program that you're looking for and I got into many yeah um, I you what got, I got into. yeah you can say
0: you got into all of them
1: yeah much. so I got it I applied to Columbia um, I got into that one. applied to Johns Hopkins, got into that one. I applied to Vanderbilt, got into that one. Um I applied also to a couple others, I forget. Yeah, but you and got into, BC. like, the main one. Yeah, yeah. so she, I don't know if you said it, you're at BC right now. Yeah, I'm at BC because they're the ones, and I just love that program because it's a little faster, um, and honestly, New York City is just not for me, and yeah. I was kind of dreading going there for Columbia. Um, and then when I got into Boston, I was like, yes, perfect, like, it's a city, but not, like, too much of the city, and it's still the suburbs, and it's just perfect for me. So, yeah, it's so exactly happy. what you wanted.
0: Yeah. Wait, so let's go back and talk about that. That topic, or I guess that word of, like, being, in, it's impossible. Like uh. You said it's not impossible to get in. But I think growing up, especially a lot of people who live in, um... Like, I want to say low-income neighborhoods or go to school where they don't really have um, that much opportunity. Like, they think impossible is literally, like, it's impossible to do this. So, why even follow that? Or, like, why even pursue these dreams that I have Mm -hmm. or careers that I want to follow? Mm -hmm. So, what do you think? I guess for us, it's our upbringing since, like, we grew up together and stuff. Mm -hmm. That's why we didn't think anything is impossible. But what do you think kind of stops people from applying to these programs or following their career routes? One
1: it might just be like I don't know about like everyone's family but our family like we came here we're first generation so even applying to college in the first place um with no family member that has been to college in the yeah. United States that was really hard because we had to figure out everything ourselves so getting into college figuring out that everything by yourself and then going into another program like how how are you even supposed to do that if you have no route no guidance. Yeah. That was hard. That was like just trying to find a guidance. It's crazy cuz even though we had like my my siblings were yeah, older. Like they, it was so difficult cuz we followed different routes and they That did. is so true. So like they helped us out like they helped us out a little bit and that was like a very big blessing. But just even like getting afterwards into grad and like figuring all that out and then like of course moving and it was, just, it was a lot. But I think a lot of the times people get held back is because one the income like yeah. it's just a very very big factor i was looking at some stats and like latinos hispanics they're they're not that many first of all like getting into a grad program um doctorate barely, degrees yeah. barely it's because of it's like very the low. yeah it's the inequities um of the Latina that they face. Um, and then maybe another thing is just that they don't have guidance, so it's just really hard to then afterwards like get in and even like look for something or even have that willing to look for it because sometimes I think it's that barrier. When I was growing up, I said, I wanna be a doctor, I wanna be a doctor, yeah. and my mom said, you know what? If you wanna be a doctor, go for it. Like, I, I always said I wanted a Carrera Porsche because mm-hmm. Carrera is my last name and that would be, I don't know, for me, that soon Porsche. Soon loading, I know soon coming. Soon. <laughs> That's my symbol of making it. And my mom said, never give up on your dreams. No matter how hard it is, God will always just help you out with some way. Like, nothing is impossible. um, And I completely agree with that. Like, just from our upbringing, there was no way that I would get into that. Um, But just, honestly, one step at a time will help you there. And just by asking others, you know, asking um, your friends Mm -hmm. or someone. But if you don't have the guidance, just honestly asking the counselors at the school.
0: Yeah, and I think a good thing to note is that a lot of schools... Don't have good professors, teachers, wherever like whatever grade you are like, there isn't a lot of guidance. But you can also do research online, and that's what I did, and reach out to people too. Mm -hmm. But talking about um, you know growing up, I think it's important that we kind of emphasize that we grew up in a household where our parents encouraged us to follow any dreams and that's why they came here in this country exactly place and like I, of course they wanted us to go into a field that would provide and give us like you know good income and stuff because they don't want us to struggle but I think it's really cool that you're gonna get to work with kids too because you are following the pediatric yeah mm-hmm. so talk about that oh man I've
1: always I've always since I was like literally seven knew that I wanted to work with kids and at first I wanted to be a pediatrician when I was going to go into the MD program but then just like looking at the nurse practitioner route and that holistic approach that they take I fell in love with that and they also have like a pediatric specialty yeah so now I can be a PNP that's what they call it a pediatrics nurse practitioner and then just be their primary care provider and then just working with them and I just love the kiddos they're so cute of course like people say it's like there's two ways to look at it. One way that they're little, they're easier, like to just handle. Sometimes adults can be a little interesting, and that's why I'm not in that route. Right. But the other thing is, when you're treating a pediatric patient, you're not only treating them; you're treating the whole family. So mm-hmm. there's two ways of approaching it. But like you got to do what your passion is for, and pediatrics is my passion, so that's what I'm doing. It's like being a teacher for yeah.
0: kids in their health, which is cool. And I know that growing up, we kind of always are told like, yeah, you're gonna move out when you get married or whatever, but like as a little girl, you don't really think about it until you get older, like Mm -hmm. the day that you move out. And I know for when we went to undergrad, like we lived at home, like we didn't move out. But now that you're doing your grad school, you moved out. So how does that feel? And kind of talk about that whole approach of leaving your house, but not just leaving your house to go to school, because obviously that you're in Boston, like you're going to have to move out, but you got married and you guys moved out together. Oh, my gosh. Let me just tell you, the end of June was just so crazy for us because
1: we got married by the church. Um, and then right afterwards, like literally right after we got married, we went to our short little honeymoon. And then two days later, one day later, we moved to Boston. Yeah. So it was, it was like, like, bam, boom, 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 bam, bam. Yep. And then on top of that, we had like a couple of days to get our house ready when we finally moved to Boston. And then I started school, which was like the worst semester of my life. But like, that's another story. <laughs> um, And. It was just so interesting moving. Like, uh, thankfully, his parents came with us and helped us move, which is a blessing because I have no muscle strength whatsoever. And that <laughs> <his dad> helped <laughs> a lot. Um, but yeah, it was just very, it was interesting. You know, I'm a 23 year old that got married and it was just interesting because I think some of the comments that I got from being 23, because, you know, that is young. Well, you were 22, um, right? Well, I was 22. Yeah, 22. Um, some of the comments was, Oh. They, they honestly, some people thought that I was pregnant and they're like, oh, yeah. are you pregnant? Is that why you're getting married? No, we're just really in love. And that's yeah. why we got married. Like we knew that, like we honestly knew we were the one, like the month that we were dating. But yeah, it was just, we got married and we like, it was such a lovely day. Like we made the best of it because of co- like, of course it was COVID time. Yeah. But at that point, like the restrictions were lower, the numbers were lower. And then I think it was up to 70 people that can go. Um, but we only had like 40 because we wanted to be safe and everything was fine. Like, yeah. thankfully, it was a good time. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And so it was just nice. Like we did that. But moving was hard because like going back to the Latino aspect, like with family, family is your number one. Mm-hmm. You know, family. I'm, it's everyone is your number one and um just leaving them was really hard yeah because i'm super close to them you know you're like, very family oriented completely when i would come my parents would come home from work at night like we would stay up like till 12 1 even though they have to work again the next day like but we would just talk and talk and talk and even yeah. my like husband he's always just like you're on the phone with them again is this like your fifth time this week and it's like monday yeah and i'm just like yes is there a problem <laughs> i love my parents um But, no, it was just very hard, and I think, like, for me, it was especially hard, like, the first couple months, Mm -hmm. and, like, I would just kind of, like, let it out to myself, you know, like, listen to music that I would listen to them, but, like, then I just remembered, like, you're growing up, like, we're all growing up, we're all doing this, like, it's just another part of life that has to yeah. come and then like whenever i would feel upset i just call my mom or mm-hmm. call my dad and like it was just like a fresh everyone's just a phone yeah. call away yeah it was just like a breath of fresh air and i'm so thankful for technology with facetime and everything that we can still keep in touch so it's awesome when i get to come home and like to see everyone and hug it's like the things it's i look amazing. forward to yeah i know
0: especially i'm like so happy when you get home because then you yeah. get to like hang out and do everything that we used to do exactly but i guess for you it wasn't really breaking that barrier of like actually moving out and like telling your parents like I'm leaving because you you were married like it was Mm -hmm. like okay that's the next step Mm -hmm. right but do you think if you would have done it before you got married or before you got into this grad program it would have been different yeah Mm -hmm. like Brian is like um that's my husband's name
1: I don't know if I would have been able to like live in another state that's like hundreds of miles away on my own like I think I would have done it but it would have been a lot harder it's just like so different because family like whenever I get sad I just like tell him and he's like it's okay like yeah. blah, blah," and he like cut like gets me out of it and of course now it's like been months several months so I'm like a lot better and I, of and course you I do visited get sad. in between yeah and yeah. I visited a lot in between but I think, like, if I were to do it on my own, which a lot of people do, that's just wild. Like, you just need to have, like, a strong mindset and just know, like, they a phone call away. And mm-hmm. But, like, props to everyone who does that, because it's really hard. Like
0: and, Yeah. What are your thoughts, though, on um, parent? I guess parents. Like, you know that there's those stereotypes and those memes, like, you're never moving out. Like, you're going to be here and live till you're, like, 50. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. No, because, like, even, like, my mom, she's just, like, she would, cr- like, it's so funny. I love my mom. but we always both of us like cry whenever I leave and yeah then my my husband goes oh no not tears again like he's just <laughs> it's just, like, it's tears just a thing coming. it's just yeah. a thing but like even my mom says like oh how I would wish that you would just stay with me forever you're always gonna be my little pre like my princessita like my little baby my princess and um she always said like no matter if you're 80 years old I'm still gonna take care of yeah. you and like still gonna call you my baby because you're always gonna be my baby
0: yeah I think for you also though you're the first born yeah so like you're literally there baby it was hard like it was just you know like I feel like
1: more of the like Americans like they get to leave when they go to college Mm -hmm. I stayed home because we did like a what is it called like I just did college and I also lived at home yeah so then, like, when I actually, like, moved out for grad school, that was different. Mm-hmm. That was hard, because, like, my parents just thought that they had more time with me, and, like, they didn't really think about it. So when I did leave, it was just, like, completely different. They would, like, call me. They would say, like, they would, like, just think of me, because then who would stay up with them talking till like, Mid- one in the morning yeah. every, like, Monday through Friday? Yeah. And it was just, they just thought they had more time, but they also know that, like, it was my time to go. Mm-hmm. But, of course, like, it makes them sad since I was the firstborn, but they still have, like, my other two siblings, and yeah. even for them it was really hard because I was like their are, older sibling yeah, and you're always close yeah and like whenever I come home like I know my brother for example like the other day um uh, we kind of split time between my parents and like Brian's parents he thought that I was coming home right away so he almost started crying oh. when I said like I have two days to go there and then I'll come back and then it was just like those little things are just hard because I have to split time but then like it hits them hard too
0: Mm-hmm.
1: because it's not like, what they're used to either no they're yeah. used to seeing me 24 7 like every day and now they see me like what like Five weeks a year. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's so different. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also crazy because we have, I mean, we're a big family. We but, are. But we're not like the biggest in terms of other mm-hmm. Latino families. But regardless, what, there's like 12 of us. Yeah. And we all at one point lived together at, in the same house. Mm-hmm. And we all like are so close that sometimes it, people don't get it that we're like cousins, but we're like brother Sibling. and sister. No, it's so interesting um,
1: because like when I come home, yeah, I, I don't just see Brian's family and my family no I see like my family family yeah. when I come I see you and then I come see my grandma and then my aunt my uncle my cousins like and we all say hi and we all hug each other like oh we my gosh I out. missed you yeah and they call me like they're like my tia she calls me like oh my princess how you're back or you know yeah, um, my chiquita or whatever and like I have like it's just so good seeing everyone It's just such a like, I kid you not, like, a breath of fresh air when you just start with family. Yeah.
0: It's and honestly a blessing because mm-hmm. so many people, especially our friends, when we talk to them sometimes, they're like, oh, we're not that close to our aunt. Like, it's literally, like, our immediate family. And I'm like, yeah, like, my mom, my, bro- my brother, my sister, my dad are my immediate family. But, like, my cousins are also my immediate yeah. family. Yeah, <laughs> we grew we're, up together. Yeah, exactly. Like, every birthday, like, every day.
1: Like, it would be so funny when we used to live together and we lived live downstairs and they'd live upstairs whenever I was bored or I'd be done with homework. I'd literally go to Dome's room and just be like, hey, what are you doing? Yeah. Want to watch a movie? Yep. That's literally what we would do every day. It was so And nice. then I'd just like, there was always something to do because there were so many people there. And yeah. I'd go with like my aunt, or then I'd talk to my grandma, and then i talk to my uncle, and, and then i like to my
0: parents. Yeah, and whenever we siblings. were bored, we would just like go on drives. Yeah. we were right there together, right next McDonald's. to each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so nice. So on that topic, how does it feel to be home for the holidays? Or how how is it? I guess, because you were just telling me that you were decorating your apartment uh-huh. in Boston. How was it, like, decorating that in oh versus, my like, gosh. decorating home? Because I know at home we would all do the tree together. I know now we live separately, but we would still you would still do the tree with it's, your siblings and yeah. I do it mine. It was just,
1: like, my mom literally called me when she was putting up the tree and she started crying. She's just like, this is, like, I'm putting up the tree. Because I was always the one that, like, the main helper. Yeah. <laughs> for the tree. The <laughs> well, main <help>. elf. <laughs> the main elf. And then she was like, I'm putting up the tree and I just wanted to call you because I was thinking of you. And then uh-huh. I started, like, oh, I wish I could do that. Like, I love, put that's like my favorite part. But then she was just like, yeah, I'm putting it together because that weekend I came home very briefly for Thanksgiving. She's like, I wanted it to be ready for when you come here so you can see so it. Thoughtful. Um But then like decorating, this is the first time I get to decorate on my own like yeah. with my husband and of course he doesn't help with that because like, whatever.
0: <laughs> um, and but anyways, it's nice because you guys start your own tradition. Yeah, we did. So I went to like
1: the Dollar Tree where they have all the goods and then I got a lot well, of Christmas free, stuff. <laughs> um, and... I thought Brian brought back a tree, but I guess he forgot. And it was really big, so we didn't have our Christmas tree. But then, anyways, it was, like, two weeks. So we just made the best of what we had and, like, decorated everything, made cookies, you know, tried to keep that traditional alive. Very festive. And, um, yeah, it was just really nice decorating and seeing the house with, like, more spirit and stuff. Of course, it's not the same as, like like, home, being home, home, but, like, it helps a little bit, and especially when I'm here, like, it's just so nice to see that tree yeah. that I'm so used to seeing.
0: And another thing that I love that we usually do, like, leading up to Christmas, because we do that whole Hispanic thing where no, we, um, no, 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 where we, like, stay up till midnight, open oh. the gifts, but something that we did growing up, at least, more often, was, like, watching a Christmas movie while our parents, or I guess Santa was bringing down... <laughs> Santa, you don't want to do really it the Well, Santa was bringing down the presents, but I wanted to quickly talk about some, like, of our favorite Christmas movies. Because, you know, this episode's going to come out right before Christmas Eve. And one interesting thing that me and Kathy noticed is that when we were looking up, like, Latino Christmas movies, there really weren't... There's none. Yeah, there weren't any. Because <laughs> we were like, what are our favorite Christmas movies? And they're all the classics, right? And we were like, um, okay, like, everything is basically, like, you can just um, listen to it in Spanish. But yeah. it's like, English. Like, it's an American movie. But... I still think it's gonna be interesting to talk about that. What are your favorites? My all time favorite is Home Alone Two. Girl, I was just excited. I say that. love that
1: one. It's like I've already watched it, what? It's like December, almost like mid December and I've already watched it
0: like four times. Same. Have you ever watched it in Spanish? Yeah. Is it, it with my dad? The the like the jokes are they're a little different yeah but they're still so funny yeah they're still so funny
1: it's of course it's still a little different but like i love watching in spanish too and like just honestly even when i watch it with my like siblings because like we always try to make sure that they're keeping up with their spanish Mm -hmm. and practicing it so we watch a lot of spanish like move like movies in spanish Mm -hmm. and they're all like oh like they're still laughing at it you know it's the same exact thing and some things are even funnier funnier
0: yeah i i also really like the santa claus i me and my sister watched Mm -hmm. it last night you do like that one that's like my favorite especially the first one oh my god that little charlie kid is so Aww, cute oh he looks like brian when he was little really <laughs> <laughs> i made a video that. that's so funny um what al- what other
1: movies um i like that one i like santa claus like you said i think Pol- what, bunch- yeah
0: exactly sorry the polar keep going. express that's my dad and my mom's favorite i movie. love that you know i was on tiktok the other day and a bunch of people were saying that movie doesn't have like a plot and there's mm-hmm. no substance to it but we love it that is so rude. I literally bought it on DVD. I think we also have it on, like, Amazon. Like, we do you bought remember it. We would get, like, the VHS back when that was a thing. Uh, and we had one called, yes. like, I
1: think it's El Polar Espresso or El Espresso yeah. Polar. Yeah, yeah. It was so funny. But, like, and then doing the whole VHS when you rewind. But,
0: I anyways. love that. I'm actually really excited for this Christmas because I, I, like, the more that I talk to my coworkers and the more that we talk about Christmas traditions, I think it's cool that we stay up till midnight. Yeah. And, like, we wait till, it's, like, 12 different. to open presents. And we do the whole... I mean this is a different topic like with the religion, but we do like La Novena Mm -hmm. and we like do the prayers and stuff. But I don't know, what are you most excited about that we do? I okay, so there's a couple of things. Honestly that whole
1: day is just it's funny. We celebrate more on Christmas Eve than Christmas Day. Christmas Day we're like getting sober. (laughs) Yeah, it's like the recovery. (laughs) Yeah, it's the recovery, but like Christmas Eve, like it's nice. We finished wrapping presents, because hashtag uh, procrastination is our life. Literally everyone and then, in the house. <laughs> yeah. Um, we finished wrapping the presents, and then, like, us kids, we watched, like, Christmas movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, one year, we went to Seven Eleven to get some tucky because oh they were forever taking dinner.
0: Because we eat dinner at, like, 10 o'clock yeah. at night. That's t- oh, so, starving. I don't, I can't understand people that eat dinner at 2. What? Like, you know, That's especially like for Thanksgiving and stuff. Yeah. I know. I remember that Christmas, we literally had to go to 7 because we were starving and everything was closed. And, like... People, like
1: it was, our parents were still making the food. They were decorating. They were just like, "Oh my gosh!" But it was nice because we'd always like on NBC, they always had like um, the you know the movie of Jesus, and they had oh, yeah. it in Spanish. And I love watching that, mm-hmm. like especially when everyone was like getting ready and stuff. And then like little by little, the tree would get more filled with presents. Could think about it this way: like there's 11 of us, so imagine how many presents that is. Yeah. And like more, well, twelve. Yeah, now 12, and like just. It was just it's such a good feeling. Like,
0: I know. We all, like,
1: we make we make so much with what we have, which yeah. is so nice.
0: Like, I think growing up, you know, I mean, I guess when you're younger, you, like, think, oh, my God, I want all the presents, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So when we would go downstairs, we'd be like, oh, my God, there were so many presents. But the older you get, the more you realize, oh, my God, with the little bit that we had, our parents made, they do, made the most. And they made, like, him, they provided so much, which is oh, so yeah. cool. Um, I think deepers. another cool thing that we do is that, we go to, well, I guess not this year, but usually we go to my sister and brother's um, play. Yeah. Oh, wait, is that Easter? No, no, that's Easter. Oh. For Christmas, we usually go to, like,
1: St. Peter's and we, like, listen. They usually have, like, this play that they do and it's always so packed, so you have to get there, like, 30 minutes before just to sit down. But, of course, like, this year, because of COVID, we probably won't be able to do that.
0: No, yeah. But I think it's interesting that we actually keep that whole religion aspect Mm tied to Christmas. Well, I know for, like, Brian's family, his family.
1: Is very religious, yeah, so they yeah, like completely true. like you know um, keep it to like the bi- like what it's about, which is Jesus. But like for us, like we always make sure. For example, like a midnight, it's so cute. Like we have this. um this little setting that my mom does and it has Jesus there but Jesus covered up mm-hmm. like the whole December and then Nacimiento when, yeah. yeah and then midnight like someone gets to do it, it's usually my brother because he's, he's a little one he angry. uncovers yeah. Jesus because
0: like now he's born, born and it's just so cute yeah I think I really like that that we actually keep that I think the older that we get it's kind of important to keep like our religion alive yeah. and things like that but I know it's so different for everyone yeah which is totally okay so now to close out the episode for every guest that I have on I kind of want to talk about your favorite artist mm-hmm. specifically if it is a latino artist because yes. latinx it actually is because i you know how i have that passion for music mm-hmm. and it's like my favorite thing in the world to talk about but also your favorite food because okay. you know how every country has their own specialty dish and stuff it doesn't have to be an ecuadorian dish but literally anything mm-hmm. so starting with the favorite artist
1: um it's their name is basilos mm-hmm. and i've always love them like of course like I have like seven favorite songs which is so funny because Brian always asked me like if there was one artist that you could listen to for the rest of your life who would it be and that's always my answer and is it really yeah the reason being because it's just like every time I listen to like any of their songs my favorite is like Primer Millón or or Caraluna
0: it just makes me so oh my god that's their name yeah wait I love them but I didn't know that was their name yeah I'm so dumb they just make me so
1: happy and like I will screen like it's so funny because that's also my
0: mm-hmm, uh-huh.
1: that's my mom's and i like favorite band so we always listen together so actually when i left my siblings and my dad prohibited my mom from listening to basilos because every time she would she'd start crying oh my god and as that's i would your, so then brian's like no
0: more yeah <laughs> so,
1: no but i love it like it always makes me so happy and like i've even played it for like because i a lot of people in my school they're not diverse at all mm-hmm. um But, like, I don't care. I still play my music and they love it. And they're just like, oh, this is such a cute song. Like, I love the rhythm. Like,
0: yeah, it's my favorite band. Oh my God, that could be a whole other tangent. Growing up, I talked about it a little bit in the intro episode, but wow! Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh no, it's, it's just fun. crazy. We can come back for episode two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can do I'm another just one. It. But it, yeah, wow! I really like that
1: band. I, I'm so dumb. I didn't know that that was. Mm-hmm. The- I was actually supposed to see them in March, but then of course COVID happened. Yeah. But I will for sure see them, and I love them, and I'll always keep listening to them even when I'm old.
0: Yes, girl. And granny. Okay, but, so yeah. now let's talk about our favorite food or yours. Ooh.
1: So my favorite, I think it's gonna have to be bandeja paisa. Mm. It's so yeah. good, but I only get to eat it a certain amount of times. Why? Because, like, it's so hard to make, and, like, it's time-consuming. So time and time-consuming. Yeah, but I, I would
0: have to say that's my favorite. It's just so good. I Curious question. Um, do you guys have a lot of Hispanic, Latino restaurants in Boston? in Boston? No, which is so sad. So
1: where I live, there's not that much diversity. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, like, near B.C., Um. There is this one place that I love, and that's actually the only place that I've been to. You know when some restaurants have, like, Hispanic music and, like, yeah. whatever? There's none there. Everyone just plays American music. And, of course, like, we are living in the U.S., but, like, still, like, there's yeah. restaurants like that. And then the one place I went to is called El Pelonta Taquería. It's, like, so good. It's so good. They had Spanish music playing. Ah, you were the first like, I'm time. Home. <laughs> And it was just, like, because... I- course I'm like recently living there so now then and then the reason I'm saying this is because they started playing my mom's Sunday song which I call it and then I literally started crying what song then it? oh I forget but it's like you just it's a really it. cute song yeah. and then Ryan was there and he's like it's okay I'm just like this is the first time I've heard Spanish music in this town that's so and important like, yeah and it just kind of hit me and especially it being like my mom and I song mm-hmm. and I was just like yes I get to eat like a really good and the, the burrito was delicious and then like it was just nice being in, like, seeing people that were Hispanic like me because i never see that there. Yeah. Like, it was just very interesting. It's such a culture shock. Like, there's no one. And even he's pointed out. So, it was nice going to that restaurant and, like, the workers there were Hispanic. So, I got to speak to them in Spanish, which I, like, haven't done in mm-hmm. forever. So, it was just really nice. And even when I go with my friends, because they love it now, too, because I showed it to them. I always, even when I go with them, I speak to them in Spanish because mm-hmm. it's just a respectful thing to do. Um,
0: but yeah, they're always like, "Oh my gosh, I love your Spanish." I'm like, "I know, <laughs> like, I, love I love it too." My Spanish too. <laughs> I think it's interesting because you always made it a point to be like, "No, I'm gonna always speak it. Mm-hmm. I'm always gonna do this, this, and that." Especially in restaurants. Yeah, I think we always do that because, like, how ugly is it to be like, "Can I have a quesadilla?" Like, you oh, know, no, no, ew. no. Especially because
1: like my mom was always like, "You have to be respectful." And then also one thing that always hit me is actually your brother. We went to Cadoba one day, and I don't know. I think that day I was just like blanked out, and I started speaking, like, there was uh, these Latino uh, employees, and I spoke to them in English, but they didn't speak English, so then I kind of, like, oh, sorry, like, and then I spoke in Spanish, and then I kind of just forgot, like, I always do that, but I don't know. I had, like, a brain fart, and then your brother said to me, like, gati, like, Make sure when they're span like when they're Latino, you speak to them in Spanish is just a respectful thing to do. Yeah. and like your brothers never talked to me like that, so I was like, oh my goodness, that's my so <laughs> true. And then I was, and that thing like I've always it's been good at it, you. but yeah. then it
0: fully ingrained in me. So like, I've always done it. Yeah, it's so important to do that. I think also when we have kids or like even when we go oh out with gosh. your little brother and sister like they do it too which yeah. is so good I feel like he's so cute yeah your brother oh my god <laughs> he's a different type of breed he's so amazing but thank you so much of for coming course. on the episode i hope you guys enjoyed it um kathy is like literally my sister like ride or die yes. so i'm sure she'll sister come back from another mystery exactly i'm sure she'll come back for more episodes and we can touch on different topics because there's so much to talk about and we always talk about it like one of Uh uh-huh but thanks so much for coming of course thanks for having me that's gonna wrap up this episode please go give the pod a follow on instagram the handle is at mezcla latina pod that's pod let us know your feedback or who you want us to feature in an episode it's crazy who we have lined up and i'm so excited to chat with them thanks again for listening don't forget to tune in every wednesday for a new episode to learn more about la mezcla mas rica